Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our Fearless Beer Review. Then we get into our vinyl pickups that lead in, that leads into our songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, please go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because that means the most. Go do that. Keep listening. Tell all your friends because we're the best ever. And uh, we are. Uh, we also have a, a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. We'll probably play it on the pod. Maybe make fun of you. I don't know. Uh, the phone number is 503-893-5307. We also have a Discord channel server if you want to join it, hang out with us and other people. Uh, it's pretty cool. So get into that. If you want the link, we'll send it to you. Just reach out. So, um, yeah. Let's, that's, we're done with the boring intros. Let's just jump right into our fearless beer review. What do you got, Jeff? Go. I have a beer ah. called Honey Brown. Okay. It's a Honey Brown, I don't know, fucking brown ale. Or just, I think it's American Amber or Red. Honey Honey Brown, it's a Gen- Genesee, Genesee, a Genesee Brewing Company. Brewing Company. I think it's a, it's a, a city in Colorado, maybe, somewhere. I don't know. Don't really care. I think it's actually New York. That could probably make more sense. But um, okay. <laughs> I uh, I had this a couple of weeks ago. Actually, last week when I was doing like tastings at, at my place of, of work, and mm-hmm. after we had gone through all of the all of the samples the distributor brought to us to potentially pick like a, a new keg, my manager pulled out like a little twelve pack of what he said was there because he's from Chicago. He says this is the beer that they would drink when they played like beer pong and stuff and 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 whatever you know, like like our like we drink like Keystone and all that kind of nasty shit over here that they drink the the honey brown I guess in, in Chi Town. Hmm, okay. And then we proceeded to drink a lot and then we walked home and we took the long way home. So it took us like an hour and a half to walk home and it should have taken us twenty minutes. So that was. Why did you do that? Because I uh, I misread the the riverbed. Cause ah. I, 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 yeah, I, we missed one exit on the riverbed, and the riverbed like curves off to like the northeast, and then it was a disaster. I was so tired. <laughs> when it's probably still like ninety-five degrees outside. <laughs> uh, I mean, it cooled down to like it was like low nineties. It wasn't. It was not oh, bad. Yeah, it was yeah not low nineties. It's yeah. dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry heat. Yeah, but course, yeah, yeah. Right. This is actually made with with it's brewed with honey, with actual honey. And I don't think this is this is macro. I do think this is micro because I couldn't find anything otherwise. Okay. And on the can, it doesn't say like they're owned by Big Beer. So. But does it have a have a little upside down bottle saying like independent? No, but like, that's that's some stupid shit that only like super craft breweries do. I think <laughs> this has been around like a while. Like this has been around for a minute, so they don't need to do that kind of stuff. But okay. uh, yeah, on Beer Advocate, our boy Raul did not. Did not try, ah. has not tried this one yet. I looked Damn. at the, the first like ten or so. Didn't find anything great, but out okay. of five, 
out of five, this is getting like a three average. So it's not. That's uh, a not little great. low. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Doesn't sound like the greatest. So you're not much of a honeyman, are you? I love honey. Honey's really? delicious. It's fucking nature's candy. Who doesn't like honey? I mean, I love honey it as really, well, but it really, I just didn't it, think honestly, you did. it really irritates me when people don't like honey. I love honey. <laughs> but I have peanut like, butter I, and honey sandwiches. I like honey, and I eat it not like a lot, but any chance I get to eat honey, I will take it. And then when I get hmm. a real craving for honey, which happens like every couple months, I, I'll go to the farmers market on Saturdays and get like actual, you know, like a six dollar tiny jar of like fresh honey from somebody's backyard. Ooh, yeah. And it's all grainy and like super rich and yeah, it's oh, it's so good. It is really good. Do you ever just eat? Have you ever had honeycomb? Not the this, cereal, but the actual. See, I got you. I got you before you can. You make did. A joke. Uh, no, I. What was it? A joke? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were talking about the cereal. <laughs> not my favorite cereal, but to be honest. Yeah, it's not the greatest. But no, I've never had an actual honeycomb. I've seen. Oh, uh, shit's uh, really good too. People take honeycomb from our house and then throw it into a garbage bag, but. <laughs> You eat Should the actual honeycomb? The yeah, you can eat, actually eat the honeycomb, yeah. I, I had it when I was a kid sometimes. I, I was at a farm when I was a kid, and, and it was fresh honeycomb. Were you supposed to eat the honeycomb? Yeah, yeah, it was... It was, was it yeah. like a joke on, on you as a kid? No, no, it was, like a, it was like a tour thing at a farm in Apple Valley. And, uh, and yeah, they, they had fresh honeycomb, so... Huh. It was good. I remember liking it a lot. Okay. Never had it since. All right, yeah. so oh, so that's you what go. you got. You got you got the honey beer. Yep. Uh, this one, what I have here, is something called Dank Coast uh, from Indie Brewing in Los Angeles. It's a uh, it's a West Coast IPA. It's a uh, it's a very um, '80s looking label. I actually like it a lot, uh, but there is nothing about this online. So I think it's very 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 new. There's nothing on Beer Advocate. Uh, yeah, it's there's nothing, just nothing about this at all. Nothing? Not on Untapped. Yeah, there's nothing on Untapped. Nothing on Beer Advocate. It, what? It must be brand new. Yeah. There's no yeah, way it, you're the first person though. Even even like the brewers when they brew something, I I would assume they give it to like their friends and family to try and rate. There's no way. No, there's nothing, man. I, there's a little barcode. I tried using the barcode too, and nothing came up. Uh, I tried all different kinds of, you know, typing what, it. Apparently, it well it. It, it's called Dank Coast. It's a rotating uh, series of IPAs. So there's different ones. So so you, when you look it up, you'll see like Dank Coast number one through four, but none of those four are the one I have. Because huh. I, I looked up, I looked through all four of them and, and this is like a brand, brand new one. So it's cool though. But so yeah, that, obviously Raul hasn't, hasn't reviewed it because there's nothing on Beer Advocate yet. So that's what I got. Wow. Fresh to it. So I'll probably be the one to add it to Untapped. I've never done that before. Never, ever done that. <laughs> so you got, some, you got some big shoes to fill because whatever you rate it, that's going to be set in stone <laughs> as it's rated. That's true. For the time being. Oh, hell yeah. I like that idea. Hope it's good. All right. So, um, so yeah, let, let's do this. Here we go. Oh, my God. Okay. So I can tell you hate yours. It's probably super processed, like sweetness. I'd imagine, right? It's just very like malty and gross, and I don't. <laughs> not yeah, I don't. <laughs> there, there is some honey there. There's some some like honey residual after effects there that I can taste, but 
overall, I don't, I don't care. I drink like two or three of these last week, and I don't know how. So, <laughs> and you, but you were probably really drunk when you. Well, yeah, you were really drunk when you had it. So that's yeah, it was, probably it why. It was, it was a comp- I smoked a cigar that night too. Oh God! Wow. Yeah, I do love. I do about one or two a year. Yeah, same here. I, I do a couple a year. Yeah. But then that 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 aftertaste for like hours, it's just like. It gets it gets to me like really bad for cigars. And when I say I do like one or two a year, I I I do do one or two a year. But the day after both of those, I fucking hate myself because I feel <laughs> like, like shit. Oh, you actually feel like shit? Absolutely, you, every single. You think time. it's because of your asthma? It's possible. I wonder. Huh? I get like because yeah, I don't feel shitty in my stomach and just I feel horrible. But you keep doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. like drinking booze, man. I don't know why I smoke cigars. I should stop smoking. Yeah, so you're whatever. Acting like it's a big problem. Uh, <laughs> I know, like I'm addicted to cigars or something. I do fucking two a year, twice a year, if that. <laughs> All right, so my uh, so, so okay, so we have a, a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. What do you give your your honey beer? This is a one. This, one this, yeah, this, one. this is a solid one. I mean, I will okay. never ever ever drink this again. I'd rather just drink nothing, to be honest. But you should you should try <laughs> it. You should check it out. Okay, very good. So my uh, my dank coast, my yeah my dank coast. This is a pretty good, well crafted beer. I'm I really enjoy this. It's Ooh. not overly bitter, um, and it doesn't have like a lingering aftertaste. Like a lot of IPAs have that that sticky taste or the like that kind of weird sweet bitterness. At, that kind of lingers on your tongue, yeah. but this one doesn't have that. Like it goes away pretty quick. So this is good. This is really good. Very, very drinkable. I dig it. Uh, it does say that it was canned on uh, June 15th of this year. So it's a little too old for Mike because Mike will not drink a beer that's over a week old. So uh, he would never have this. <laughs> There's but no way that no one reviewed it since June. I dude, I looked, I looked, I could not find anything. So, it's just me. I'm the only person who's ever had this beer. No, that makes um, sense. Yeah, it does. That's why I said it. Um, so, yeah, this one, I'm going to have to give a solid two and a half out of three. 2.5 out of three. Okay. It's good. Definitely go back to it. It's very, very tasty. It wasn't very expensive, too. It was like only three bucks for the can. Normally, I spend five to seven, but this was only three. So, good. Good price, everything. Not complaining. Mm. All right. That's good stuff. There we That's go. good stuff. All right, so let's get into our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? Pick up, go, pick up. Um, I didn't listen to a lot of backlog this week. I did pick some stuff up yesterday a lot, but I haven't even touched it yet. But some some cool stuff that I got. I bought I bought like five hundred records from from <laughs> one of the local record store owners. He always calls me. He buys something, and then whatever's left over. He offers a guy like, "Hey, I got a guy that will buy all of this for like ten or twenty bucks." And okay. I mean, I don't even care what it is. Like five hundred records for twenty bucks, just I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. And so I did, and I went through it, and it's it's like ninety nine percent stuff that I just don't ever ever want. But I did pull out maybe like ten things that I was interested in, and we're good. And so okay. here's here's three things at least that I thought were like fucking cool. So the first one is Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs. Okay, country. I know. Yeah, for sure, country, old bluegrass country. Earl Scruggs, I know. I 
did not know who Lester Flat was. But this is uh, mm-hmm. their album called Detroit City. This is a compilation from 69. These guys, uh, they were most famous for doing the theme song to the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, no shit. Yeah, that was like their claim to fame type of thing. But they were also, uh, they're also bigger than that. They're a bluegrass band from like the 40s to 60s. And like, like they were like the bluegrass band. Like they're like the GOAT. They're the greatest of all time as far as like bl- bluegrass <laughs> bands go. If you're into mm-hmm. that genre, you probably know Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs. One guy plays rhythm guitar, uh, that's Lester, and then the other guy, Scruggs, plays banjo, and they share vocals. And it's really it's really damn cool. Like, Scruggs helped popularize the banjo by essentially making the banjo the lead guitar rather than just background instrumentation. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's cool because you get just, like, easy strums from Lester Flat. And then Scruggs is just like picking like crazy. And he uses this weird like three finger picking style, which is like the Scruggs style of playing the banjo. And it's it's money. Was that it's not really a, good. Was that not a style prior to him? He didn't like invent it. He just kind of helped bring it to like the main stage. But no, okay. I guess I mean, I don't know too much about playing the banjo. But I guess before that people were playing the banjo with mostly like you take your whole hand and you you go down, you strum mm-hmm. downward. And so, like, the back part of your nail would hit some of the strings. Okay. Rather than using, like, your index, middle, and ring finger to pluck the lead parts while your thumb is hitting, like, the bass line. Yeah, yeah. That type of thing. Okay, interesting. But it's damn good. It's so fucking good. Like, if you like bluegrass in any capacity, like, this is is how you get into it. It is that good. I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. How's the the condition of the record, considering it was a, a big bin? This is one of like the better ones that I have. I mean, on Discog, it's only worth like two or three dollars, yeah. but this is this is one of the better ones that I pulled out of the bin. Jacket is in almost immaculate condition. There's like no ring wear whatsoever, and the record surprising. plays fine. There's almost no surface noise. I love it. That's surprising. That's very surprising. Yeah, because some of those stuff I pulled out made. was beat up. Okay, so what else you got then? I got another Esquival record, Juan Esquival, the uh, oh, Space yeah, Age guy. dude. Yeah, this is yeah. this is a uh, 1957 album, To Love Again, and this one is not as as spacey as his as his later ones. I mean, say later, the one I had was 1959, two years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is uh, it's it kind of spans like easy listening big band stuff, but it's mixed with some like definite Latin stuff and his iconic Space Age sound. And it's uh, it's good, fucking dope. Like it's a cool way to get into some big band stuff, but not be bored to death by it. I don't like it. This is actually his first album as a conductor of an orchestra, and much like his other stuff, there's a lot of vocals, but they're only doing like harms or some variation of like do 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 like that type of thing. Yeah, and they like to throw out these words like pow, like a pow. Or like Zuzu, <laughs> all these fucking, like fucking random things. Batman, like sixties yeah. Batman. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> this is another one from the bin. I I love it. I I'm obsessed with this guy. I think he's so cool. And just, it's it's weird too because even though he has he has a jazz influenced background, there's little to no improvisation in all of his stuff. He, he like meticulously crafts every single song note for note, and hmm. occasionally have like little piano things that are improvised, but. Everything else is, is like by the book, and that's how he approaches things. I thought that was very interesting and kind of weird, yeah, but cool. Yeah, for that kind of background, it's a little strange. Yeah, so that's but. that's cool. Um, 
another another one I got this this lady named Jerry Southern. It's Jerry. a live album. Jerry mm-hmm. G no J E R I. G <laughs> fucking what Jerry's with a G like Jerry 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 uh, from the Spice Girls was with a G wasn't she? So was uh, Jerry Casal uh, from Casale from Devo. Both with G's okay. So Jerry yeah. can be with a G. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jerry Southern is a live album, nineteen sixty at the Crescendo, some ballroom. Don't care, but she's uh, she's cool. She reminds me of like a Regina Spector type, because she's got a little wit to her. She's still singing traditionally, but there are times when she when she makes these little like subtle jokes about like how men are dumb, or like men are conceited, and and then she has this one song that talks about how she doesn't even like to drink, because. Mm. Like she doesn't get the same high from it, and then in the same song she furthers like I also don't like to do cocaine. Like cocaine bores me too. <laughs> when what year was this? Nineteen sixty. What the fuck? But it was already a song she had like recorded pre- prior to this. So it's, I mean, we're from like the fifties, yeah. and she talks about how cocaine like bores her, and even like one sniff huh. is like she already just feels too weird and she don't like it. But like this all goes in. This all ties into if cocaine and alcohol bore me, why do you think you can like get me excited <laughs> talking about like men? I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's yeah. good, good like shit talk for 1960. It, it was really fun. And it's just her and the piano. Had you heard about her prior? To no. find? Never heard okay. about her. But well, had a cool... You, what, what made you take it? Because the cover... You know like the old Vegas when the Sahara was still in, the, when in Vegas and like that font the Sahara had? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it reminds me of that time period and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. This may be some, something from like the late 50s, early 60s and it was right in the middle, and I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I always I always look at fonts, because fonts are very telling. And then oh, yeah, totally. The person, and, and now we've been doing this a, a, a lot longer, I, I recognize a lot of the players, and so anything in the Lawrence Welk era, or anything by Conway Twitty, or any kind of that shit, is automatic trash bin. <laughs> Conway I, Twitty. I, I, I don't throw anything away, to be fair, I, I will eventually sell it for cheap, but... Yeah, all that but stuff I you, don't care about. You did throw away the Bill Cosby, though. I do remember that. Yeah, I did throw away the Bill Cosby. <laughs> and I Sloan did. was so pissed. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't know why. Silliness. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's gosh. it, man. That's all I've got through this week. Okay. Just, just those, and then a lot of, a lot of just my normal listens of my own personal collection. That was really fun. But this is the second week in a row where I'd have nothing. I have no Grateful Dead for you. Oh, thank so God. I'm a little bummed. Dodged a bullet there. Wow. Dodged a bullet there. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, that leads me to my song of the week. This was, uh, I picked this up. What else did I pick up with this? Oh, I picked up I, The Strokes. Is this it? Another Ugh. indie band that I don't even, I've never even heard of. And then I picked up this album and I picked them all up for 20 bucks. And The Strokes is an easy $25, $30 sell. And the other band that I picked up is like a $60 record. So, what is that? What's this other band? I can't remember. What the, it's called, I think they're called Car Seat Headrest. That's what they're called. Uh, and I listened to them because it was worth a lot of money. And I was like, damn, people pay this. So, I listened to it, see if I like it. Did not like it. Very boring. Not my thing. So, <laughs> I'll gladly sell it. So, essentially, this record was for free. And I got Neutral Milk, Neutral Milk Hotels. Neutral Milk Hotel. That's Hotel. not weird. Hotel. It's, yeah, it's a stupid, Hotel stupid name for a band. album in the aeroplane over the sea. It's their second album, 1998, late 90s, and uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty iconic. 
and it's always at the butt of jokes when 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 like memes or people say like what do white people listen to neutral milk hotels always in that meme and and it's it's just like it, it's indie music for the time and oh, it's yeah, definitely it's so much more than that though like these this band was so great they were very short-lived and after this album came out like the lead singer kind of took like a back step and just dropped out of music entirely and was very negative about everything and then this became this weird cult classic thing and i got this from joe baca so oh really that's what, yeah. that's what i was going to ask you like did you like this band prior oh dude i i i love this band i've always won this on, on vinyl but it's always like 16 dollars, and I, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like yeah i'll get it next time i'll get it next time mm-hmm. and it's always like 16 maybe 13 and so i've just never got it because it's like always nothing, there though. yeah it's like i don't know I don't All know. Right. But yeah, I got this one for free. And and the song that I chose is like their most popular song by far. Hands down, Holland 1945. And uh, have you heard this song before? Never. Never ever heard it. Damn, dude, this song is so good. And this was at a time when, like right when we were kind of like in college and I had this, uh, I started to get into some of, I, I was reading in college for one yeah weird. and and i got into this Anne frank thing and i got her diary and i read it and i was like oh i was like kind of semi-obsessed with it for a while and then it transitioned to like johnny cash and then like just went from people to people to people person to person and then i heard this song joe Bach gave it to me and i was like dude this is like so fucking good like this is such a good like punker or uh tpk song about like Anne frank and the life <laughs> and there's a lot of feeling to it and it's just it's a well-written song, and and the band was kind of known for the, like their deliberate lo-fi presentation of their music. Just a lot of mm. shitty, shitty-sounding songs that were thrown together, but purposefully, so they're still they're still crafted well. And this song mm-hmm. starts off with just that acoustic guitar, and then gets into this like obnoxiously overdriven fuzz sound that doesn't even really need to be there. But that's that's what this band did. Challenged what you know as as indie rock for the time. <laughs> I wouldn't say they challenged it. You should it's listen a to good this song. Album. You should listen to this album because this song should is I? kind of this. This song is like the outlier in the album too. Okay, a lot of the I mean, songs. I'll think about it. A lot of the songs are slower. I mean, you, you don't even like indie rocks. So it's, I mean, like, it's not even it matter. You, every time I mean, bring indie rock, you fuck. I hate the Strokes. I hate fucking. Well, yeah, the like Strokes the right oh and that's about it. Yeah, the Strokes are, dude. But talk, talk about, about like, overrated no, band. Talk about Shit. like a lo-fi sound. Neutral Milk Hotel challenged what you knew as what indie rock was. Indie rock didn't even like blow up really until like the early two thousands. Yeah, it wasn't until yeah. it was huge. So before that, we're talking like garage rock or whatever. But Neutral Milk Hotel is is solid, and this this album is killer, absolutely killer. And this is another one of those fucking albums where you know people thought it was shitty when it first came out. Like, oh, this is okay. But then I'm on years later. Oh, actually, now that I listen to it again, it's actually really good. All these fucking right. cucks, man. Okay, so here's uh, here is Holland 1945 from uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. Sister, I'm the only 
There you go. Holland, 1945, from Neutral, Mi- Neutral Milk Hotel. That fucking name is so hard to say. It's so dumb. It's such a dumb name. Oh, it makes me so mad. But it, that, <laughs> that is a really good song, though. I really like it. And the beginning it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, the Bright Eyes song, the um, At the Bottom of Everything. Oh, yeah. When he, count, when he counts in with that acoustic guitar, it sounds just like it. It's so stupid. If you go Great back, song, if you go back and listen to Night Ripper by Girl Talk, he uh, he samples that that intro too. That one, two, three, four. Really? Yeah, well, to to this song or to Bright Eyes? No, to this song, to Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is a good song though. This is a really good song. But yeah, you're. I didn't really realize it until right now. But that guitar is so blown out, very blown out, and it just it, it just hits so hard after that that three second intro. And it's, it's good though. like when, when you're listening to it with headphones on or in my case on the vinyls, it mm. is, uh, it's like jarring and it's, it's, I don't know, man, like this song is, is so, it, it, it describes the band well, but it is uh, the most aggressive on the album. It is the loudest on the album, but sometimes they'll, they'll have like more acoustic driven folk songs. And then the way he'll sing is he'll, he'll sing quietly and then. He'll hit the guitar strum super loud and then like scream his vocals, but they won't they won't mix it to where his vocals are kind of on the same level as the verses, and so the choruses are so fucking loud and I like it. I think it's cool. It is. That was a really cool song. I I, I mean honestly I'd be down to check out this record. I'm not opposed to it. But I am critical of pretty critical of indie music. Especially the strokes. Fucking underrated bitches. You're right. They are underrated bitches. I mean, overrated, overrated. Jesus know, Christ! Why did I say underrated? Know, I meant overrated. And all your true feelings come out. <laughs> I'm only ha- I'm only halfway through this beer. Seven mm-hmm. percent, not even that strong. All right, so yeah. that's what you got. So is this song actually about Anne Frank? Yeah, like he like wrote it, this. There, there are things in there too in the song that that people like, um, like like specific things that he doesn't that he claims are unintentional mm-hmm. like um i don't know like like for instance like the white rose resistance group there was there was some white rose resistance group in, in nazi germany and one of the lines is is he wants to keep I'm talking about her with white roses in her eyes people were saying like oh that's about like the white rose resistance group and he's like nah that was just i don't know random i guess so i don't know okay I did, like it's it's real cool, man. It's it's a good, it's a good song, and like lyrically, it's uh it it, it coincides a lot with like the Anne Frank story. And Anne Frank's always kind of been like my top, for sure, in my top three all time of just people that I admire, and I look up to, and I think are really really interesting. Yeah, she. I mean that. I remember reading that growing up. It was, it was, it was so interesting. It's just. Just seeing stuff from her perspective was just so fascinating and heartbreaking in the end, obviously. But, but like the more we grow, the like the more meaning it has in a different way. Uh-huh. Like as as you know, our, our younger selves are reading, like, damn, that sucks because I know you are going to die at some point. Yeah. So what I'm reading now is just as a kid, I was just like, oh, this all is meaningless. Like I feel bad for you. But then it gets you get a little older and you realize like dang even like she knew what was going on she wasn't dumb she mm-hmm. knew what was going on but she still like she still did her day to day life like she grew up in that in that small little attic so she still you know got her like 
I don't know, her, her womanly stuff, what you call it, like her menstruations or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there are that thing. Starting to go that into that puberty, you, yeah. Yeah, so she's already getting her period like, at that point. It's like, dude, imagine... It's a humbling thing. Like, imagine going through all of this in a fucking attic with like eight other people with zero yeah. privacy, and yeah. she's still like she's still constant constantly happy. Yeah, and she still has time to find for like herself, her own private time. She's still like, is a teenager or a young adult growing up. She has her likes, her dislikes. There's people that she doesn't like. She has a crush on somebody, but then she even questions it herself. Like, do I even really like this person, or is it just because there are no other options? So there's a little. I don't know, man. There's a little like adult in her that I, I feel or is, is even like still today are, are more adult abstract ideas than I'll ever have. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. She, it's, she it's was, fun. she was wise beyond her years. And that's kind of a cliche thing to say. Actually, that's very cliche. That kind of grossed me out when I said it, but, um, well, but yeah, it's kind of true. It kind of fits in with like the album of the week too. If we're going to talk about beyond their time or ahead of their time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that's were. going to get brought up several times, and and Frank was. She was definitely like ahead of her time, and I just I can't imagine. Like you just think of how shitty your life is at any point, and it's like it's nothing. It's nothing compared to what they were going through, and she was still happy. Mm-hmm. How do yeah, you find happiness totally right. in like the worst situation possible? You can't even imagine it. You can't even fathom like how that's even possible. I, you know what's what irritates me to this day is that when we were in Amsterdam, we didn't go. I don't remember why we didn't go. Maybe it was closed, but why the fuck didn't we go to the museum? I thought there was some. It wasn't the museum, but there was some. No, I, I think we went was to the museum, a but we didn't go to her house. Maybe that's what it was because we did something I don't there. Think the, that Did we, we kind of like museum? I don't remember. Washed, walked through. It was really brief, and but it was because it was like the hundreds of people. It was it was like the Colosseum. Like we didn't go to the Colosseum because the fucking yeah. line was long. It looked like we shit. didn't want to wait four hours. To, yeah, it was to expensive. Go into the Coliseum. That yeah. was the same mindset we had when we were in Amsterdam. And don't forget Amsterdam. Like we hated that city because we fucking got hassled by the popo the minute we got, we got in. Yeah, yeah. I mean there, there were some there were some funny memories like the. The homeless guy, the buff homeless guy. Remember that guy? Oh he gave yeah, us a tour. he gave I us a tour of the red light guy. district. <laughs> we like we like we uh, were like walking into whatever you call like the where the girls are in the windows, whatever you call yeah. that thing. He was like taking us inside. Yeah, he took us inside these fucking brothels, and and he was like, yeah. he remember he was like super short but like jacked, and, and he, he was, was ripped. He, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm homeless. Like I'm not gonna, I, you, you guys don't have to give me money or anything. And then we get to the end, he's like, so you guys got any money? It's like fuck you, dude. Like, I don't think we gave him any money, but I don't think we did either because we were at <laughs> we were at, at that point in our lives where we didn't have a lot of money anyway, and yeah, like we didn't ask for your fucking tour buff guy. There's no way he's that homeless because you can't be that buff. Like, you can't sustain yourself. Just like your caloric intake for the day <laughs> needs to be like four thousand calories a day just to sustain that. I kind know of muscle. he was so jacked. He was so fucking jacked. Oh man, <laughs> and the the amount of drugs being peddled on the streets too was. I've never experienced anything like that. that was, oh yeah, that that entire that entire day because we were only there for one night, and that just was was wild. Like looking back, I wish we would have stayed longer in certain cities, but we I think we were just so focused on seeing as much as we can, so we just fucking went and went and went for those like twenty five days. That was that was wild. Mm-hmm. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was your pick, Holland, nineteen forty five. And uh, so, so I'll go through mine real quick. Most of the stuff is is was new, is new stuff, 
but I'll start with the old stuff because why not? This one uh, got picked up from Radiation Records. Radiation Records, if you don't know, if you're not from Southern California, is primarily punk or obscure punk and a very obscure metal music. They don't really have anything else. But sometimes they'll have a, they'll have like three or four boxes on the floor that are just like tucked away and it's just like like used like random shit from all genres. So I picked up a couple things and one of them was from the Electric Prunes. Uh, they're a band from the 1960s, psych, psych rock, garage rock band. Pretty cool. Uh, this one I picked up is called Mass in F Minor. It came out in January 68. It's their third record. And um, it's a it's a cool record, but it's just it's very unusual because it was it was the band, and then what was I forgot the other guy's name, but the other guy essentially like orchestrated like like hymns and like chants that you would hear like in a Catholic church, and but he based it around the songs that the Electric Prunes were making, so it's like this psych rock music with like like hymns being sung over it, like sh- like shit you would hear walking into a fucking church. <laughs> it's super weird it's super trippy but it's a very interesting idea it got like pretty mixed reviews but just the idea of it is pretty ambitious for this time for the late 60s and i don't know i thought it was pretty cool so okay check it out it was like i think it was like five dollars five dollars so, yeah so i mean i'm not complaining it, it, shit. it was cool though it, it's a pretty rad record so if you ever see it pick it up because and also the electric prunes are a, a really cool band five bucks but, pick up damn near anything that's true yeah you would uh the next thing here this one i picked up from where did i oh i picked this one up from i don't know where i picked i don't know where i got it from but uh okay. it's taking back sunday yeah <laughs> i don't remember i either got it from black hole or i got it from spindles and temecula i don't remember now but i think i got it from black hole uh it's taking back sunday it's their uh their self-titled record uh this is their fifth record uh this is when the the classic lineup of the band got back together after firing you know the both mats from the band and uh, it's it's a little bit heavier it's probably one of their heaviest records uh but damn some of those some of the melodies and some of the songs are just so fucking catchy and uh i i I think this is this is an amazing record this is probably my this is my third favorite my third favorite taking back sunday record And, and it's it's largely forgotten I don't know why though. I, I really don't understand why it's it's a solid record. I don't remember if you liked it or not, but it's good. I don't um, either. Yeah, it has the song El Paso. It starts out with the song El Paso. It's really heavy, and then it has a like the song doesn't feel a thing like falling, fucking catchy ass song. Is it a cover of those? El Paso, or is it just no? It's the same name the same. No, the the cover is like a like this. It's like a like a painting of like a girl. And it's like a lot of greens and light browns and tans. I mean, like the, the song El Paso. It's not a cover of the song by Marty Robbins, El Paso. Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is, this is a song that they did because they recorded this album at a studio in El Paso. They, they recorded it in secret uh, without anybody knowing, even the old band, band members. Pretty shitty, pretty shady thing to do. Before they fire the members, they go record a whole album without them, and then they fire them, and then put this album out like a month after. Shady stuff. But uh, other than that, it's a great record. So uh, the next one, Turnstile, got their new record, oh, Glow On. Glow On. I have your copy too. I assume you haven't listened to it yet. Right? No, we're way too close to the exchange date. There's no way. Why would yeah. no? I, I it's less than a month. Three yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So it's um, I'm a little upset with the USPS, the United States Postal Service, because they they kind of damaged the uh, the box, but. 
a little a few scuffs on on each of the, each of our records but on the jackets but not the actual record itself so whatever whatever what are you gonna do i yeah. mean they suck but it's i mean this record this record is to me almost as good as uh non-stop feeling it's better than their last record for sure but it has so much of that that feeling and that vibe of non-stop feeling i i like it dude they this band is so cool they're so good the way they they just blend the different genres together it's it's fantastic i'm definitely so, excited for this one the most because of how different some of those songs were and i wanted i'm mm-hmm. curious how they're going to blend in hearing the 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 songs from this turnstile record prior i thought it was going to be a lot of the more pop centered songs but like on the entire record but they really mixed it up really well to where it's just like this perfect combination of of the pop stuff with the hardcore and it's it, it's such a rad record you're gonna you're gonna really like it i know you will it's really fucking good so not and it's better than the last record but that's not saying that the last record's bad because it's not at all it's fuck dude it's just good turns out great get into them well, that's good uh, so let's see here. What do we got next? We have Black Flag, first record, Damaged. Got that one from Radiation. I've been looking out for it for a long time. And for whatever reason, I just haven't been able to find it in the wild But until this week. And uh, this is my favorite Black Flag record. My, I mean, I got all the Black Flag I want now. I got the three I wanted. And now I'm good. I don't need anything more. And uh, I mean, I've, I actually listened to this record three times this week. I don't know why. I just, it's been, it's just so good. I love this goddamn fucking record. So, you, it's just a normal pressing, nothing special. About it. I got it new. Um, and you couldn't find a new copy even anywhere? No, nowhere. Except for even, because I went to Radiation a couple weeks ago, too, to go get it, just assuming they had it. And I went there, and yeah, they didn't have it. None of the other local record stores had it. I actually went out specifically a couple weeks ago looking for this record. They didn't have it at Radiation, Black Hole, White Rabbit, or Program. I went to all four stores, and none of them had it. Damn. So, yeah. So I just waited a little bit and then checked their site, and sure enough, it was in stock. But I mean, Nichols has been, like a has like an OG eighty four press of it. It's like one fifty if you want that one. Oh yeah, I totally want that one. Totally want that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. So um, next one. This one I got from the 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 big lot of mine. The the great lot, I guess you could call it. The one that you're you're still upset about. Still for some upset, reason. for sure. 100% I'm still upset. <laughs> uh, I finally got around to... Li- I still have a couple I haven't listened to yet from that lot. Uh, and this is one of them. It's No Effects, their live record. They've actually gotten worse live. I've never I've never listened to this one until this week, and it's fucking good. I mean, the the songs they play on the record aren't like their biggest hits, but they're, they are they're, they sound so tight, and the banter in between songs is really funny, and they just make... They just like make some pretty like... <laughs> jokes that that wouldn't necessarily fly nowadays but <laughs> it's fine and they make fun of people in the crowd and it, it's it's good it, it's a good live record it's fun and you know and i got it free. for for free essentially yeah so um i still gotta sell like all those records i haven't even got about gone around doing that yet but uh see so yeah, i got that one uh the next one here i got this one from spindles down in temecula then their five dollar bin uh it's devo their record, Oh No, It's Devo. Fifth album mm-hmm. came out October 1982. I'm, I'm slowly trying to get into Devo. And I'm still trying. Like, this is a good record. I, I mean, I'm going to keep it. I'm not really? going to sell it. 
What? You hated it? This is the one I talked about where I loved their first album, but then I had got this one and I this was stupid and then Really? You didn't this, there was some there was there were some no, pretty good songs on this one. Almost all the guitars are like just like synth sounds at this point. They're Yeah. Like I got rid of this one for sure. I did not like it at all. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean this is I know so I'm more curious. The first album. If you like now this, I'm more curious. the first album is gonna really you you'll like the first album a lot then. Okay. Yeah. I'm so I'm excited good. then. I'm gonna keep it. I I, re- I enjoyed this one. There was a song, uh, fuck, what is it? Called? It's like the third song on the record. They 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 do some weird wacky shit on it, and just it, it gives it this unique, just style. I don't know. It's cool. I can't even explain it. But whatever. Um, so I got that one from Spindles. Uh, these next two, uh, they're related to Devo because of Josh Freeze. The Vandals picked up two of their records. Picked up Hitler Bad, Vandals Good, and look what I almost stepped in. Uh, mm. I mean, just two, <laughs> two amazing records you, you cannot fuck with. Uh, Hitler Bad, Josh Reese played drums on, but look what I almost stepped in. Brooks Wackerman played drums on that one because Josh was too busy touring, probably with Devo and fucking Perfect Circle or something. I don't know. So, yeah, pick that, pick those up. I mean, you love them, and some my my two of my two favorite Vandal songs are on each of these records. So that's kind of like what I'm going to go into. That's going to be my, my song of the week is the song go their best song. They're literally their best fucking song. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we talk about the vandals so much and Josh freeze so much. So yeah, I, there's done really the nothing. vandals a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's not much more I could say that we haven't already said, but I'm going to play go because it's the best. Here we go. we go uh the song go from the vandals the best song right jeff i mean i i'm not gonna say it's not a good song it's not their best song but it's so fucking good <laughs> what, what is their best song then for you i mean <laughs> i think it's from the same album it's it's, it's don't, don't say it it has to be 14 it's just so <laughs> fucking weird i just can't i can't get over just how 
different and bizarre it is. Not even just a fucked like up song, lyrically sounding, but just musically also. It's it's very, know, it's very different and weird. This album itself is very different and weird from what they were doing before this. Oh yeah, this is the this is the transition album to kind of what they were doing. I guess on their last record or last two records with Hollywood Potato Chip and uh, Internet wait. Dating Super Studs. Yeah, yeah, Internet Dating Super Studs, yeah. Because at that point, they started going into this like pop, more pop realm rather than punk. So, I think, it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's fun to note also that Josh Freeze is a member of the Vandals, but rather than like wait around for him, they just recorded a new album without him <laughs> but it's Pretty not wild. because they didn't care. It's because they're all so close, and Brooks is essentially a member of the band anyway. Like they're yeah. all so close and tight with each other that it was like, oh, that's fine. Just put Brooks in. That's cool. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> like that's that's all. That's like unheard of. You don't you don't yeah. do that because it's disrespectful to the band members unless you're that close. True. I I found out recently too. Josh was on a a, a podcast I think like a year ago, and he was they were talking about Brooks Wackerman, and apparently. Brooks and Josh's brother Jason who plays in Green Day Jason and Brooks are like best friends they grew up best friends together and they're still very very close to this day so like they they literally grew up together as kids and yeah it's it's so crazy like how tight-knit this whole band is it's cool it's really yeah. cool it's amazing and then they have like the, the the pecking order of like who who substitutes for Josh if he's not available it's always like I think the list was like Brooks was what first and then if brooks wasn't available it was uh like adrian from no doubt then it was ty from Guttermouth, and then like uh steve-o from some 41 or something like that like they had this this order of replacements for him substitutes i mean pretty cool Man, there's so many people that filled in for him like or yeah. I, I oh and then the guy from less him. than jake too and the guy from pennywise too is filled in for him oh did i didn't know that yeah okay yeah that's wild that's so cool though and he, he just, they, they just, there's like no disrespect to it either. It's just like, oh, Josh can't play. He's playing with Sting. So like, there's probably well, been times where like somebody has been playing drums for Josh and Josh was in the audience, like watching and thought it was fucking, oh, you did a good <laughs> job, dude. That was really good. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like yeah. he's like super supportive of it or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so cool. I, I did see the Vandals once with Brooks. Uh, it was one of the Christmas formals at House of Blues, and that was really cool too, because they just made fun of Bad Religion the whole fucking show. After every song, they played like the first ten seconds of the the Sorrow song from Bad Religion, just to be an asshole to Brooks and to the band. And it was just it was just so fun. Like it, it was just literally every fucking song. So like twenty songs, and we heard the first ten seconds of Sorrow. It was so dumb. Uh, funny band though. I love them. Funny band. Love the Vandals. A lot of wit to them. So. Yep. A lot of probably the probably one of the funniest bands in music. I will say that. Yeah. And kind of like an untouchable band for any any genre to I don't to go after also. Yeah, it's true. No, I I've never met anybody who does not like the Vandals. Unless you're some like purist punk asshole, like everybody loves the Vandals. It's crazy. It's <laughs> true. But uh so yeah, so that's all I got vinyl wise. You got anything else? Should we uh, wrap it up with some new music? Yeah, no, that's it for me. Okay. So uh, some new albums that came out this week. Kanye West. 
Oh. Uh, Surprise dropped his new record, Donda, yesterday on Donda, Sunday. Donda, Donda, Donda. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to listen to it today. I got super busy, so I didn't get a chance. Oh, you didn't have two hours to kill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have two hours to kill. Because so. normally I drive around a lot, but all my shit got moved around today, so I didn't like do any driving today. So, uh, yeah, so I haven't listened to it yet. But what did you think of it? Because I know you listened to it. I did listen to it. There are moments on this album that I think are so damn good. Like, like There's stuff that he's thrown back to like college dropout. There's a lot of 808s and heartbreaks sounds I'm hearing on here, a lot of dark fantasy. He's kind of like encompassing everything he's done. Uh, But then there's also like a lot of songs, because it's fucking almost, it's an hour and 50 minutes. But there's also a lot of songs on here that are just trash. They're just throwaway songs that that are, 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 he's just, I don't know, it's almost like he's pandering to like SoundCloud era and then newer and so he's That's he's lame. he's doing that sound. He's doing like the mumble rap game, and it's just not it's not him. It's not good. And it would have been yeah. It would have been fine. And this is my first listen through, so I'm I'm going to listen to it again at some point. So this is just my first listen through, and it just seems like the beats aren't there. Like the overproduction that he normally does isn't there, and mm-hmm. it's hard to separate how much like pomp and circumstance there was leading up to this drop. Like he recreated, he recreated his fucking wedding. Is that, did he know he didn't? Did he really? Yes, he did, dude. He had like, oh my god, he had like a full on <laughs> steeple built inside uh. a stadium, and then like Marilyn Manson was there, and so uh. like, dude, what are you doing? And like renting what? out stadiums three times for for the 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 listen parties, and like him and Kim are like going through a divorce, but then they recreated their wedding, and it's just. God, so dude, this bizarre, guy, dude. he's just, this guy is so up his own ass. It's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to, <laughs> to, oh my God, I hate that I like him so much. I really do. It bothers me because he's such an <laughs> asshole. And I just, everything about his life, I just think he's an asshole. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So speaking of, uh, of the Kardashians, cause you know, Travis Barker is dating Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah. Did you see that uh, just this last week, Travis flew on a plane for the first time ever? Yeah, I or did for the see first that. time since. Yeah. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, that's crazy. He flew to Italy, All, like not even just like from here to like you know, fucking Texas or something or Oregon. <laughs> he fucking, fucking fl- flies to Italy. Flight. It was crazy. Like I, I was really surprised. I mean, for a guy like who, who's openly said like even before the plane crash, he had this terrible fear of flying, and then he literally gets in a plane crash and survives. So even like. To even to even go about even thinking about going going on a plane again must I can't imagine like what went through his fucking mind. Uh, dude, there's just, uh, I don't like flying at all. Like I'm I'm so over flying in my life at this point. I hate flying, but it's not even just that like a plane. Like people died. Like, yeah, people died. He almost died. He was laying there. He crawled to safety that he thought was was safe distance or whatever. It was. Like, it wasn't just, like, a plane crash and, like, you know, a Harrison Ford got in a crash. It's no big deal. Like, people died. Like, that's yeah. that's heavy. He was only one of two survivors, and then the other survivor killed himself a year after. Yeah. Over, like, guilt, you know? It's just, like, survivor's guilt. It's, it's fucking wild. But, I mean, it, I mean, good for him. I mean, he was able to overcome it, but I'm, I'm fucking surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was very so. surprised when I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. Fuck flying. I hate flying so much. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Can't stand you. Can't stand it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Kanye West, Donda. 
Turnstile, we already talked about. They put out the new record, Glow On. Uh, the Bronx put out their new record, Six. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I doubt you did, right? I did not listen to it. Yeah, but you're not much of a Bronxman. But uh, I'm sure it's good. They never put out a bad record, so I'll get into that. Um, Gorillas did not listen to this because I just saw it this morning or this afternoon. They put out an EP called, EP called Meanwhile. Mm. Is that correct? Yeah. Did you listen to it? or I what? did. It's only three songs, like 10 minutes. Okay, well. I, like 15 I minutes, but it's really, it's really good. What is it? And is it typical what you would expect from Gorillas or what? Soundscapes, yeah, but they're also kind of leaning into the new age of rap, and I think they did it. They did a good job, like how like RTJ Four, when mm-hmm. they were leaning into the new age of rap, like they killed it. They did it oh, better so than most. Good. When Eminem leaned into the new age of rap, like he killed it. The Gorillas, they're leaning into the new age of rap, and they did a fantastic job. Interesting. Okay, I'm it's I'm really interested good. in this now. Okay, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen to this week. It's not probably long. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you made three songs. Yeah. But I, I literally I just didn't see it until the last minute, so I had no time today. But uh, the last thing here is there's a, this is a new band or just a new album from I just say band. The band is called The Mask of the Phantasm. Phantasm. Uh, the album is called New Axial Age. It just dropped today. Uh, if anybody is a fan of the Mars Volta, check this out. Uh, Thomas Pridgen plays drums on this, and Adrian, the woodwind player who played on Francis, Amputexture, and Bedlam. Uh, did all the woodwind on it. And so kind of reading it, like th- th- those two guys have been p- promoting this album like crazy the last couple of days. So I, and I'd never didn't know anything about it. Like you got to check it out. If you like them, if you love our work in the Mars Volta, you're going to love this. And I looked into it and apparently the guy, the guitar player, the songwriter, he, he's just like a huge Mars Volta fan. And he just like randomly reached out to Pridgen like a year and a half ago saying like, I have these songs. I would love for you to play the drums on them or anybody from the band to play on my record, like, would you do it? And sure as shit, Thomas Pridgen did. And so did Adrian. And I mean, this it's just like a cool, I mean, it's not as good as the Mars Volta, but it's a really cool, like, homage to the band. It's it's good. And just Thomas is playing, like, he just rips it up at per usual. And I, I'd highly recommend it. I listened to it today. And apparently the, the guy who wrote it, like, was very apprehensive about even releasing it. And I guess the... Thomas and Adrian were the ones like that really encouraged them to to finally put it out because they just like they totally vouch for it. But it's good. So go check it out. It, it just dropped on all the streaming platforms, SoundCloud. So it's called The Mask of the Phantasm. The album is New Axial Age. So get into that. So so I I did listen to it today also. Yeah. So for one, Mask of the Phantasm, that's a Batman movie. Batman. That's, yeah, that's like the best Batman movie. It's an amazing Batman cartoon. I don't know if I've seen it. Killer, killer cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that this was supposed to be like a Mars Volta thing, kind of whatever in that realm. But I got I got Mars Volta vibes and Circus Survive vibes from it. And the first track, like, I was like, this is fucking good. But I didn't listen to the whole thing because I stopped at like four. There's only like nine songs, I think. Yeah. So I like the fourth song. I was I said, you know, this is really good. I I think and I, I thought like the they thought the the drumming's really good, the singing's whatever, but everything kind of just blending together at this point. And then I stopped listening to it. <laughs> at least you got halfway through, you know. But I did think that I'm, it was it was a cool thing, and like knowing all this backstory to it, it's 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 that's cool. Like a fan is just reaching out to people that he likes to listen to, and they made a record together. So I would support yeah. this. 
but with the caveat that I don't think that this is uh, like a lot of circus stuff after after our album of the week after Duterna just started to blend together and be the same stuff. Yeah, that's what this that's what this album sounded like to me. I agree. I, I agree to an extent. I feel like this is an album though that like if you really want to hear like the intricacies, I feel like you'd have to listen to it multiple times to really kind of take it all in. But that's like any Mar- that was that's like the Mars Volta too. Like when you. Yeah. You can't you can't expect to just you got to put in the work. It's, it's not yeah, fair to the exactly. band because they're putting in the work specifically for the reason that I should be putting in the work. So my one off <laughs> halfway listen through is not entirely fair, but those are my first vibes that I got. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, I will say that the the vocals are whatever. I feel like they're the they're definitely the weakest part of the the songs, but they're not terrible. They're not bad. It would have been. I think I, I would have liked it a little bit more if it was instrumental. Yeah. Whatever. What are you gonna do? It's still good. I mean, I, I think it's really good. It's a great effort, and the fact that he got the the backing of those two guys from the Mars Volta is is so rad. It's so rad. So good on this guy. His name is Omar, but I don't remember his last name. <laughs> his name is Omar. His name is That's Omar. Funny. Yeah. It's and I went onto his Instagram yesterday because I just found out about this yesterday. And I went on to it yesterday. He he only has like five hundred followers. Like he and he follows like a thousand people. So it's like it's not he's not he's not a known person at all. He's just some random fan. And this this dropped today or yesterday. Dropped this morning. Yeah. How many followers does he have now? I haven't checked. I don't know. I wonder if it like grew exponentially. I mean, I would imagine so because I I know Thomas Pridgen and and Adrian have been promoting it a lot on their on their social media. So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure this will get some it'll get some attention so yeah it's cool though cool stuff um okay so let's move on here uh bringing it down a little bit lee scratch perry passed away uh if you don't know who he is he's like this revolutionary producer musician in the reggae dub genre he pretty much created dub music like he is the godfather of dub uh he was 89 old as hell um he was touring up until covid hit so he was touring up until his late 80s, which is remarkable. And uh, yeah, so he passed away this last weekend. And uh, man, he did a lot. He did a fucking lot. And yeah, he just had a long damn life and just so many albums, so many appearances, so many collaborations, so many influences. Yeah. I, I know damn. like the uh, one of the guys from the Beastie Boys made a statement and said like he was like one of their biggest influences and he was the reason why they kind of got into hip hop and dub and reggae and they even had him on there was there was a few songs off of what is it license isn't it not license no it's Hello Nasty Dr. Hello Nasty Lee, yeah PhD Hello, yeah. baby yeah Lee Scratch was on that one or Lee Perry was on that one yeah so yeah I mean he he's fucking ever he was involved with Bob Marley and the Whalers like just fucking everybody you can imagine in the reggae dub world and uh yeah it's crazy because like I since we started collect I've always known about him and but like since we've been collecting, I see his records all the fucking time at the record store, the record stores. But I'm always, I always think, ah, I always see it. It'll always be there. So I never pick him up because there's just, he has so many fucking records and they're always there and they're never like expensive. They're always like 20 bucks, $15, but just knowing that they're always there, you never really want to buy it. It's like next time I'll get it. Yeah. Cause like know, if I can't you, find anything else, I'll, I'll pick it up. Exactly. And you always end up finding something rare that you're not going to see that often, but because he's so popular and like the upsetters, I mean, that stuff is always, you can always find it brand new for a yeah. decent amount of money for like 20 or less. What is it like super ape? That's the one I see 
like in every record store every record store that has a reggae section has that fucking record very or not very super ape i think that's what it is hmm. uh so yeah that sucks but you know he lived a long long good life in jamaica and yeah. that's where he died so uh the this last thing we hear uh might as well just bring it up because it's so fucking dumb the the baby who was on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind is now suing the band or the I yeah, I guess the band. The estate um, at this point. The, estate, the, the corporation yeah, that is Nirvana for like child pornography or whatever. And this dumb shit. It's like, dude, you've been, you've like lived your life milking that picture. You know, he like somebody made a good point. Like they, they put up all the pictures that he's done growing up up until like two years ago of him re- recreating that cover and there's like seven different pictures of him recreating it over the years it's like now you're upset about this like it's just so clearly a cash grab it's disgusting it's gross it's it's only really disgusting because he's using like the the child exploitation thing and like that's that's a real thing that affects real people and if I, i he claims that he's not getting any money from the picture which totally sucks. And Nirvana is no longer like a band anymore. They're and they've been a corporation for decades. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't fucking give him a little check. Like here, here's fifty k. Here's a hundred k. Whatever. Like, <laughs> my God, dude, they sell fucking Nirvana those happy face smiley face T-shirts at Hot Topic for twenty five dollars. <laughs> fucking sell them at Walmart. It's irritating that <laughs> yeah, that he's not. As he claims, it's irritating that he's not making any money. The reason why he does those pictures is so he can make some money for you know that $200 check that he got back in the 90s. That's all his family mm-hmm. got. So I, I understand why he's doing it. But, bro, like you, cannot, you, like you cannot downplay a serious issue just because you want money. Like If you want money, yeah. then say, I want fucking money. Hire a lawyer. Get some money. Get paid. Yeah, exactly. But do not, exactly. do not tarnish like a real, a real issue. And that's disgusting. I agree. I agree with you on that. But damn, pay the guy. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, this will probably get settled out of court. He'll probably get like a cool mill and then that'll be Which it. is fine. Yeah. Just fuck the yeah. Nirvana Corporation. Like, dude, Kurt would, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, Kurt, yeah, this is not, yeah. He would hate this so much. And like. Absolutely. Uh, besides like Ron Jeremy, maybe. Like how, so many people have seen this kid's wiener. Like there's nobody else on the face of this earth ever in history that will have their wiener exposed <laughs> to as many people as this kid has not that it matters you're a baby like baby pictures are one thing when you don't sexualize yeah. them be weird about it but he's making it weird yeah he is so. making it weird by sexualizing absolutely so um, pay the man but fuck this kid he's not a kid anymore <laughs> he's a grown-ass adult <laughs> he's a grown-ass yeah grown-ass fucking man i uh, okay so that, that's all i got um so yeah, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at SNI Radio. I was talking really fast, and thank mm-hmm. you for listening. And stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Velvet Underground's the Velvet Underground. So, um, yeah, that's it. Damn. That's all. Nice. Good